for joining us on the Dirty Moms Talk podcast. I'm Brittany of The Deliberate Day, wife, mom of seven, and closet creative, creator of The Deliberate Day Journal and The Deliberate Start, and lover of all things organization and planning. And I'm Tiffany from DoraJane.com. I'm a wife, a caregiver to my wounded warrior, and a mom of five, and I am a lover of possibilities. With our 33 years of combined experience, we're shining light on the dirty side of momming. Why do these people need to eat three times a day? <laughs> I think we need to start a revolution. Okay, I'm, I'm all with you on the revolution, but I mean, there's a lot of tiny people in my house that would revolt against me if I revolted against feeding them. So... Maybe we should just do meal planning. I suppose. I guess. That's a good <laughs> second option. Meal planning is quite simply planning out what your meals are going to be for the week ahead. It's really not complicated. Meal planning saves you frustration and mealtime fatigue as well as time and energy. And it saves you money. This is why you should do it. What's the best place to start? In the corner in the fetal position. <laughs> I feel like meal planning and laundry are synonymous with unkind words when you ask other moms what they think of it. <laughs> Meal planning for me is five steps. Budget, inventory, schedule, menu, and finally list, shop, save. Let's hear about this budget. <laughs> Anytime you're looking at meal planning, you need to make a reasonable budget. You also need to stick to the budget and you need to make changes each month as you need to until you finally fine-tune what your budget should be. So right now, you should probably just make your budget and double it. <laughs> just start out there with everything. Yeah. For us, our budget is eight fifty. We generally sit between twelve and fourteen hundred a month. I That's literally really decent. That is not. That is more than my mortgage. That's oh, a lot. But people need to eat. We've already discussed this. Three times oh, a day is a lot of food. I suppose. I guess. But actually, um, don't quote me on this, but uh, grocery budget is one of the largest expendable budget item items that people have. It's one of your largest chunks of money that you will ever spend. Think about that on food. It definitely is in our budget. Mm. It's the largest thing outside of the mortgage. Yeah. You probably keep yours below your mortgage, but I guess. <laughs> Just currently. And your people can eat, okay? I don't. Yes, Brittany's do. kids are little, but they eat more than any children I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It is amazing the food that they can put back. It's hard to imagine how they can eat so much. I have uh, a six foot one 14 year old who does not eat as much as Brittany's two year old. <laughs> It's. I hope that says more about the fact that I make amazing food than the yes. fact that she might have a tapeworm. No. <laughs> she does. Brittany is an amazing cook, too. Y'all, that's so true. Okay, so we got our budget, right? You figure out what your budget is, then what do you do? So you're looking at what is a reasonable budget. Do you know how much you already spend? If you don't, you should be keeping track of that because that's just an adulty thing to do, honestly. So make a reasonable budget. I have a family of nine. Our budget is 850 to 900 for food. That doesn't include our household budget. I separate that out. So any cleaning supplies, toothpaste, toothbrushes, those come out of a separate budget. <clears throat> this is just for food, the 850 to 900. It's really important that you work on sticking to the budget, which means you generally have to start cutting certain things. When I shop, I shop knowing how much I need to get to and I keep track of what I'm spending while I'm shopping. 
which means sometimes I decide right there in the moment that I'm going to cut things. I'm like, oh, okay, I was going to buy cereal this week, but cereal costs as much as a steak, so maybe we're going to cut cereal this week, and instead I'm going to make some oatmeal that I already know I have in the pantry. Also, when you first pick your budget or you first make your reasonable budget, I'm going to tell you you're probably not going it's, – it's not going to be the winning budget for the rest of your life, okay? There are going to be fluctuations and things you have to consider, and so kind of make changes. I tried for a while to make a 625 budget that did not align with our priorities of actually making sure people eat. So <laughs> – and that they didn't eat the kind of food that we really wanted them to be eating. You can have teeny tiny budgets. I've seen incredible people worked off of teeny tiny budgets. But I also know their style of eating is different than what our, aligns with our priorities. And so I try to make sure we have fresh vegetables. I try to make sure we have good meats. I try to make sure we have good carbs, starches, those kinds of things, and that we're eating whole meals for each meal. And that's a really good point, too, because some things that can help you cut your budget are, let's say you really enjoy fresh vegetables, right? A lot of times at the store, you have a choice between vegetables that are already cut up and kind of prepped for you, and you have a choice between vegetables that aren't. So if you have um, if you have a budget that's larger than what you want and you're looking for ways to cut it, that could be one way to do it is to find foods that are less convenient. Also, let's say you have a little extra money and you have less time. That could be a really good way to cut down on your meal prep time by looking for some of those things that are still fresh, but some of the work has been done for you. Because let's be honest, some of us, some of us have a little more of the time than money, and some of us have a little more money than time. So it's important to th take those things into account. Absolutely. So that kind of takes care of budget. Next, you're going to keep an idea of what inventory you have. We Most of us have a pantry or somewhere you're keeping on-hand items, and then you've got things in your freezer. One thing you could do is just snap pictures. That way you have an idea of what's in there while you're making your meal planning. Also, there are things that get lost in there that you need to eat up. There are some things in there that you need to have in there that you don't. Maybe you want to have five boxes of different kinds of pasta because that's what you do on the fly. You always make spaghetti or you always make this certain pasta dish when you've got to feed more people than you thought or when dinner goes south and you just have to wing something really quick. And I really want to say that it is important to know what you have in your pantry and your freezer before you go shopping because I don't know about y'all, but I at one point had like seven bottles of Cholula because I kept buying it when I went to the store because I kept thinking we were out of it because I was not looking at my pantry and we ended up having all the Cholula and none of any of the other sauces that we need. So this not only will save you space in your pantry, but it can save you money because we can't eat three gallons of Cholula. <laughs> Or maybe we can. I don't know. Brittany's kids you might be met able my to. Yeah. <laughs> but it that that especially if you're looking to cut your grocery budget, using your using what you have on hand in your pantry is a is a wonderful way to do that. And then you also know what do I need to purchase to refill those inventory gaps. And if you do this over time, instead of suddenly realizing that you have no more mustard, mayo, no more tomato sauce all at once, 
and have to buy all of those at once, if you keep a good stock, you're going to see that your spending is reduced little by little. Because you can buy stuff on sale. Yes. That brings us to schedule. Okay. The one thing that people forget about when they're doing their meal planning, hands down, this is like the biggest problem, is that they try to plan elaborate meals when they are not home to cook elaborate meals. Amen. What is going on in your week? You should know. Because in our last podcast, we talked about weekly planning. So you should know what's coming up in your week, right? You should not be making elaborate plans for busy days. If your kids do soccer three nights a week, don't plan to make a really nice meal those three nights. Except that it needs to be a crockpot meal. It needs to be maybe a meal out. Or it needs to be something that you've prepped well in advance and you can throw in the oven. Or somebody else can throw in the oven like your husband or your older teenager when they come in from work. So that when you all come in from soccer or whatever it is that you have to do, there's a meal ready. And this is going to save you. It's going to save you from ending up in the McDonald's line. It's going to save you from eating food that you don't want to eat or need to eat. And in the end, it will save you money. Weekly planning, menu planning, it all will save you money. It also gives you the opportunity to prioritize time with family. You know, if you have already got the meals prepped and ready or you already have thought about what you have that day, It's not going to take anything extra from people at that hour, and it's not going to stress you out, and you're going to be able to eat all as a family. And that is so important. Eating as a family, whether you eat as a family at the soccer field or you eat as a family at your kitchen table, it's so important. There are so many good things about eating as a family. This takes us into menu. And your family favorites list. So as you menu plan, right, You probably want to take into account the meals that your family, a lot of us will cook the same five or six meals over and over again. That's just how things work. Humans wear the same five or six shirts over and over again. We tend to eat the same foods over and over again. I've been tracking my macros since 2018. And now when I go in to add anything in, Most of the time, I've already added it in before now. There are very few new things that I add in between now and 2018 that I've never eaten before. So when you are planning your meals, yes, we want to encourage creativity. We want to encourage kids to try new things. But there will always be those go-to meals that you always have. Next thing you need to consider is building in a night of ease, a freestyle or a leftover day because you're going to have leftovers typically. And you're going to have nights where you need that ease, just like we were talking about with a soccer night or something. Build in those nights ahead of time so that you're prepared when they get there. Every Friday night, we eat buttered noodles. If we don't eat buttered noodles, we eat baked potatoes. That's it. No baked potato bar. It doesn't become something (laughs) elaborate like Brittany tried to turn it into. (laughs) It is literally washing potatoes, taking a fork, making holes in them, putting them in the oven, and then they come out of the oven and people fix them however they want. The baked potato bar is amazing. I think it would be amazing, but that defeats the whole point of the baked potato (laughs) slash buttered noodle night. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's okay to have an easy meal one night a week. Do it. I give you permission. You must try it. So for us, for lunch... We actually use our leftovers every day. We make big meals in the evening because we're a big family. So we homeschool during the day. I have to think about lunches. 
I don't really want to think about lunches, so that's where I've kind of baked in my ease. For the kids, it's either freestyle or leftovers. I have bread on hand. I have lunch meat on hand. I have peanut butter and jelly on hand. We also have ramen noodles. Don't judge me. My kids love ramen noodles. And so freestyle is make your own. Leftovers is eat up the leftovers if they're there. And to help you out, you can go get your free meal planning printable in the resource library on deliberatedayjournal.com. So finally, we've got list, shop, and save. So I actually, I'm a big user of Microsoft OneNote, and I have a running grocery list in my phone that I can pull up at any time. So whenever, I, I always have my phone on me. So if anyone says, hey, we're out of this, if I'm lucky enough that they tell me, because a lot of times they don't. Oh my gosh, they always eat things up and they don't tell you, don't they? They definitely do. And they like to put the empty things back in the fridge or in the pantry, which is also fantastic. But if you keep a running grocery list, so if you're technological, I am not, but I keep it in my phone anyways because I always have it with me. Keep a running list. That's a really good way to know exactly what you're going to need that you're out of, of those items that you always have. You also need to keep a list based on what your menu is. You need to look at what your menu is and you need to say, okay, I'm buying things for each of these meals that I need to. I know for buttered noodles, I've already got that in my pantry, but maybe I'm running low on butter, so I'm going to put butter on my list. For this baked chicken, I need to buy chicken thighs, I need to buy flour, and I need to buy green beans because we're going to have green beans with it. So you're going to kind of go through what your meals are, and you're going to build your list based on that. You're not just going to show up at the grocery store and start tossing things into your cart because they look good or you want them because you went while you were hungry instead of planning it out. And especially if you're trying to save money, which I think that all of us should be trying to save money now because I don't know why, but groceries just got way more expensive in the last like six months. This is a great way to save money. And if you're grocery shopping with your kids, it's a wonderful practice because if your kids are like mine and they're human, they will begin to ask, oh, can I have this? And then you can say, I'm sorry, it's not on the list. Make a practice of just getting what's on your list and that will immediately immediately save you some money. So in addition to that, I always look at the circulars and I plan all my meals around what's on sale. So then when I'm making my list, I already have those sale items on my list and I go from there. That's a really good idea. I also am a big fan of sale meat at Target. Whenever I go there, I always look for their meat that's marked down. I know. I'm sorry. I got to share it though. So I tend to load up on meat whenever I find it at a really good price. So (laughs) that was really bad, but that's okay. I buy a lot of meat. That was right in line with our our name. Yes, it really was. (laughs) So I tend to purchase a lot of meat when it's on sale. So what I will do, (laughs) uh, what I will do is go and look in my freezer and see what I have in there. And I will base my meals for the week on that. And I'll purchase the extra little things that I need to fill out the rest of the meal. As far as making your list, shopping and saving, I also recommend that you choose no more than two stores. Some people are like, oh, well, I pick up my stuff from here and I pick up my sales stuff from here and sales stuff from here. That can get really overwhelming and it can make meal planning more work. If that's if that's your thing, you love doing that, I mean, go for it. But for all you other moms out there, I'm giving you permission to shop at one or two stores. What I do is I go to Walmart and I pick up my groceries there because it's really simple to put my grocery order in online. 
And then I also go into Publix and I pick out my fresh vegetables and I pick out my good meats and things like that. And so I shop two different stores. One is an easy pickup where I also include our reading for the day because we listen to Audible books. And then the other one is where I go and I meet up with Tiffany and we go grocery shopping together. Every Wednesday. I actually, I don't do any grocery pickup. I have dabbled in allowing people to bring my groceries to my home. Actually, my neighbors, their groceries get delivered to my home on a pretty regular basis. But uh, no, I, I really enjoy going to the store and being... Okay, I just like being surrounded by all the food. Let's be honest. <laughs> I I like seeing exactly what I'm getting, so I don't do grocery pickup. But that is one way to make life much easier for you. You also don't have somebody under what seven nine. I mean, my youngest nine is eight old. now. Eight. Yeah, I was close. So, I was between seven and nine. It's fine. Most days, I don't know how old they are. I anyways. have a whole bunch of little ones, so going into a store slightly less enjoyable it's a different experience it's a different experience it is it, when you have to mentally prepare for basically yeah it's all the hands oh my gosh no one's prepared to handle that many hands and all the hopes that they come in with oh my goodness There's a yes. lot of hope squashing that happens <laughs> absolutely so anyways head on over to the deliberate day website you can click the link in the show notes or just go to deliberatedayjournal.com and you can get access to our free resource library you're going to find our meal planner in there. You're going to find our weekly planner. You're even going to find the deliberate start. So if you've been following our podcast, all of our free resources are available to you in our resource library. There's an example also included if you want to see how to fill out this meal planner that we're giving you today. Go there, print it out right now, and sit down and figure out what your meals are going to be for the week. We would like to ask you to please go to your favorite place that you listen to our podcast, either Apple or Spotify, and go ahead and rate us. If you found value, please give us a rating and let us know how we're doing because that helps us to reach more moms and more women. And that is all we want to do is help you all out. Thank you so much for joining us on the Dirty Moms Talk podcast. And here's the thing. We can share our wisdom. We can share our ideas, but we're not experts. And we have a lot to learn still, too. So we would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, things that you have done. So maybe we can incorporate those into our lives. So if you could send us either a comment on this podcast go to Dirty Moms Talk on Facebook or Instagram. Tag us in a post. We would love to hear your thoughts and hear any ideas that you might have to add.